Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girls. Hey girl. (laughs) I love that. Samantha (laughs) and Tracy, thank you so much for being with me today. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Thank you so much for having us. Of course. I'm very excited. I'm doing good today. I think this is going to be an awesome conversation. But before we dive into all the things dance and self-care and community and sisterhood, can you please introduce yourselves to the Hey Girl listeners? So who are you and what do you do? Well, hey, girls. Uh, my name is Samantha Berger, and I'm a Radio City Rockette. Hey, girls. This is Tracy Rosatello, and I'm a Radio City Rockette, and I have been doing this for 18 seasons so far. Oh, wow. 18 seasons. That's amazing. So I want to start with Samantha. How did you step into being a Radio City Rockette, and what has it taught you about sisterhood over your time with them? Mm. Well, whenever I was a little girl, I would always watch the Rockettes perform on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, as most little girls did. Um, I was a dancer growing up, classical ballet, jazz, tap, and all of that. But I honestly never really saw myself here. The Rockettes were definitely not as diverse as they are now. So I didn't necessarily think it was a goal or something that I could achieve. But I kind of was like, actually, my mom was like, you really should audition. I kind of see you there. And I was just like, okay, I'll give it a shot, not thinking anything would come of it. So right out of high school, I moved to New York just to kind of follow the dream and audition for everything. And of course, Radio City was on that list. So I auditioned and lucky me, I booked the job and I, I started right at 19. And I've been now doing it for 15 seasons. And it like literally blew my mind in terms of what the job actually entailed. Not only are you dancing as an individual, but you're in a line, you're dancing mm-hmm. next to 36 women at a time, you know, so it creates a sisterhood just from that. So, you know, throughout the years, these women have become my family, you know, during the Christmas season, we're doing up to 17 shows a week. We live at the theater, basically. And so they become, again, your sisters. We've been in each other's weddings. We've seen babies be born. And it's been really an eye-opening experience in terms of how strong and how empowered you feel when you're a rocket. So it's been, it's been a dream. And, you know, I'm very, very lucky. That's amazing. Tracy, 18 seasons for you, 15 for Samantha. What has being a Radio City Rocket taught you about sisterhood? And if I could just take it a step further, and, and Samantha, I'll circle back to you on this one. How have you guys learned to lean on each other? Not only your routines, right? But just through life. As Samantha said, you've seen babies born and marriage happen, and I'm sure highs and lows. So what has that been like for you, Tracy? Oh, completely. I mean, we, Sam and I have been in this together. Obviously, we've been doing it for almost the same amount of time. So in this together since almost the very beginning, which has been amazing. And there are several girls in the line right now that have been doing it just as long as us. So it's been almost like a lifetime together. Like Sam said, we have been to each other's weddings. I just had a baby girl 18 months ago, and we actually have seven mothers in our line. And three of us were pregnant two years ago. 
all together during the season. So kind of going through that together was such a special time for us. And just in that part of our life, we were leaning on each other through our pregnancies and leaning on each other through our seasons too. So we kind of got each other through the season. So it's stuff like that that goes on during the season that is outside of the show that you have these people that are around you and these women that are around you that really get you through your life during the season and out of the season too. We stay friends throughout the year and they have become like my sisters and they're our family during the Christmas season and you lean on each other throughout the whole entire year as well. So it's just such a special line and you grow lifelong friendships um, just in this job. What's it been like performing 17 shows a week? How are y'all taking care of yourselves after getting off the stage? And how do you prepare for these really big and extravagant, and also it takes a toll on your body and you're moving and all of these things so often during the week? How are you guys leaning on self-care? Sam, can you kick us off with that one? I mean, yeah, we're doing, again, up to 17 shows a week, which is no easy task. You know, it's essentially a marathon. You know, runners prepare for a big marathon day, but this is like our marathon season. We're doing, you know, six weeks. So we have to prepare before we even start rehearsals. You know, when we when we start rehearsals day one, you're expected to be ready to go. So we're, a lot of us are taking classes and, you know, everyone's um, certified in different things. So it's really nice to be able to take other people's classes from Pilates to dance cardio to ballet class. So yeah, so then we're in the season. We're rehearsing you know, six hours a day, six days a week, and then we get into show mode. So yeah, I mean, I think self-care is so different for everybody. You know, a lot of girls, they get here a couple hours before, they warm up, they do their class, whatever they need to do. We do up to three, four shows a day. So between shows, we have to make sure that we're really trying to recover as much as possible, putting our feet up, foam rolling. I mean, I just sit on a heating pad. That's my idea. Warming up. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's like, you really have to stay hydrated too. I think that's the hydration is key because we're just, we sweat a lot. And, you know, the show is 90 minutes and we're not stopping the entire time. So yeah, it definitely takes the toll on the body. So self-care is really key. But again, it's very different for everybody. Post-show, a lot of girls run up to athletic training, do ice baths, whatever that needs to be for them. But yeah, I think sleep. (laughs) Sleep is key. Sleep is self-care. Yes. It's difficult for some people just because, you know, when you're doing something that's so physical, your body doesn't shut down as easily sometimes. So you kind of have to force yourself to, you know. Mm. So when I want to like go out to dinner after the show, I was like, you know what, maybe I should just go home, sit on my couch, have dinner at home, put my feet up just so I can have enough time to recover for the next day. And then the cycle goes on and on for six weeks. So yeah, I mean, again, everyone's process is different. There's no right answer. But I think hydration and sleep and really just knowing that your body is going through a lot you really have to take the best possible care. And and again, that's why we're sitting in our dressing rooms and we're just all laying on the floor. We call it tummy time. And we just sit in a circle. We lay on our backs, lay on our tummies, and we just talk, just kind of give ourselves a little time. And it's also time for us to connect too and talk about the show, what happened, funny things. So it's fun, but it's really important that we take that time. How about for you, Tracy? What does self-care look like for you on and off stage? Well, I've been known as like the sleeper of the cast. Since I started, literally once the show ended, I would take out my hair and get something to eat, whether it might be pizza or like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Carbs are very important for us during this time because obviously we're doing so much physical activity and you get something to eat and I literally lay on my floor of my dressing room, put my feet up on my chair. And even if it's like a 10 minute nap, it is the world to me. So I've definitely been known as a sleeper of the cast 
for 18 years, which is awesome. <laughs> but um, like Sam said, we also have an amazing athletic training program here at Radio City. So uh, they provide us with so much care in between shows and after shows and before shows. So if you do have something that is uh, going on, you, we go up to athletic training and they help us out as much as possible to prepare us for the show or keep us well. Uh, they also bring physical therapists in for us. They bring doctors into us here just because it's almost even hard for us to make a doctor's appointment and go to a doctor's appointment during the season. So we have mm -hmm. one day off during the week. So, you know, it's amazing what we have here provided for us at Radio City, which is so nice. But my self-care, like on my day off, it's kind of just kind of listening to my body and knowing what I need. If I need to sit with my daughter and just have a movie day in and that's what my rest needs to be for that day, then that's great. Um, sometimes I'm, you know, especially during this time of year, I'm shoving all the activities in with her as I possibly can, like going to see Santa or making gingerbread cookies. But that's kind of self-care in itself, like kind of stepping away from the show just for a second. So it's kind of all, uh, it's kind of knowing what your body needs at that given time. I love those answers. My morning routine normally consists of trying to get up a little early before the kids, getting my self-care silence in, drinking a cup of coffee or tea, and washing my face and just having a moment. There are a lot of great ways to start your day. Maybe you eat a nice healthy breakfast or meditate. But what about starting with making up your bed? Now, that doesn't really work for me because my husband is not up when I'm up. But when you make your bed in the morning, it starts a chain of daily successes. And I know this because when we are up together and we do make our beds right upon rising, I feel like the day does get off to a fresh start. What I love most about Brooklyn and Sheets is that I am more excited to walk in the room and see a freshly made bed with their beautiful sheets and offerings on them. The high quality sheets are great and at a low price. Their sheets are soft and well made, which you can't beat. And for the price, it is wonderful quality. Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen, just great product and service. Service. They offer all luxury products without the luxury markup. Brooklinen also offers a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials for your lounging needs, like their classic, cool, and crisp, timeless with a matte finish, luxe, sateen, buttery, smooth cotton sheets, or my favorite, the linen, which is airy and effortlessly chic, made with the highest quality flax in the world. Needless to say, Brooklinen sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings great. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. So get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code HeyGirl only at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Again, that's promo code HeyGirl only at brooklinen.com for 10% off your first order. You're so right. Self-care is absolutely different for everybody. And I think each of you hit something on the head with <laughs> one point or the other. And yes to hydration and yes to sleep. And also like yes to these accessible self-care things where we can just like put our feet up and take some deep breaths and recover. I think that's really super, 
super important, especially with the word being so trendy these days. Like how can we make self-care not trendy and a lifestyle change? So I, I love hearing that, especially from you ladies. So how was it, and either of you can answer this first, your first show, your very first show as a Radio City Rockette, what was going through your minds and your hearts as you got in that line and started your performance? Well, honestly, it was kind of a blur for me. Um, you know, <laughs> you're 19, you're so green. You're like, it's basically one of my first jobs. Again, it's like you're in New York City and it's just like, it's so overwhelming. And then to kind of be thrown in to this amazing sisterhood, I think, um, I, I think I maybe probably blacked out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because I mean, now um, the Rockettes have the opportunity to have what we call a boot camp, which they kind of learn tips and tricks and like learn how to dance as a, in a line and also learn some of the choreography beforehand. So they're not completely blind to what's happening. That didn't necessarily happen when I started 15 years ago. So I was just thrown in to learn, you know, again, this like not just dancing in a line, but how to make all these formations and, you know, everything has to be in line from your pinky toe to your eyeball, you know? So it's just a new way of thinking. You, you train your brain differently. So my very first show, it's like, I think I was just really proud. I was proud at just taking the leap of faith and listening to my mother and auditioning and then just being in this line with all of these amazing women, all different shades and shapes and from different backgrounds. And it's like, then you, be, you realize that you've become a part of history in that moment, you know, and it's like the curtain goes up and the crowd goes crazy and the little girls are dancing in the aisle. And it's just like, <laughs> wow, you know, it's yeah. not like, it's not like you've necessarily quote unquote made it. But for me, I was just like, I was just very proud of myself for believing enough in myself. And I guess mm. they did too. So that's amazing. How about you? I think it's the same thing. It's kind of all a blur, but it's definitely almost, you feel so many different emotions um, in that first show that it's, that's, I think that's why it's a blur. You're so proud. You're so excited. You're terrified. You're like Sam said, you're a part of this legacy and this history and you want to give it all and you want to make it perfect and you want to be perfect for the people that you're dancing with. So it's all kind of those emotions that are going through you. But once that curtain goes up, I you see that audience and 6,000 people in front of you and just all the emotions come rushing forward. It is so absolutely amazing. And I think I feel like a glimpse of that still 18 years later, whenever the curtain goes up, it's so like every show is different because it's live theater and different audience and so you kind of feel like almost like a glimpse of that first show every single time that curtain goes up just because the theater here at Radio City is like so magnificent that you look out into the audience and it kind of blows you away a little bit it's just a, a proud moment every single time you're up there with these ladies who have worked so hard to get to where we are at whenever we open the show so uh, you work so hard together that whenever you open the show it's just such an amazing feeling altogether. And to tag on to what Tracy said, um, yeah, I think what's really cool too, especially this year, we had 13 brand new women. Wow. I think the most we've ever had in a line was maybe three or four. And it's probably one of the most diverse lines I've ever seen, which for me is really special. It's always been a passion of mine to make the Rockettes look like New York City, you know, because yeah. it's such a diverse city. And so to be able to see that change first, but then also just to see it through their eyes for their very first mm -hmm. show. I think that was really cool for me this year. I mean, every year, obviously, the new girls are just, you know, it's their moment. And you, you always instantly remember your very first show and your very yeah. first year. So I think that's what kind of keeps it fresh for us, too, to be able to see it through their eyes and kind of be on the journey with them as well. I was going to ask that. How 
has the shift in diversity brought you guys joy and excitement for what's to come for the Radio City Rockettes? You mentioned New York City is very diverse. I mean, we all know that it's a melting pot of cultures and people and backgrounds and ethnicities and et cetera. So what is it like being able to literally have a rainbow of women standing Mm -hmm. in front of a crowd of 6,000 or more and show that representation across the board. Honestly, like I said, you know, I never saw the Rockettes like look like me when I was watching TV. You know, the way the times move and it's a slow and gradual process and we're still obviously working to build and to have more representation. And I think just being a part of it from the beginning and to know, and you know, I will definitely be the one to speak up. This isn't okay, you know, and that's not just for, you know, the Rockettes, that's across the board and Broadway shows and, you know, and I think it's just to see the progression, as, although it's been a slow one, I think, you know, we're moving in the right direction. And I, again, this is the first year that we've had so much diversity and it's only going to build from here. Honestly, it's like I'm, you know, it's been my passion project, me and a few other the girls of, of color and not even just of color. It's like, you know, it's backgrounds, you know, you know, we, yeah. we're fully wanted to be as inclusive as possible. And it's just, again, it's a representation of New York. It's a representation of the United States. And I think mm-hmm. the Rockettes, you know, have the right to be able to represent those girls. And I think it's so important for, like Sam said, whenever she was watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, whenever she was a kid and not seeing that, um, I think it's so important for little girls who do see us whenever we're in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade or the tree lighting or anywhere that we are visible uh, mm-hmm. during the holidays or not in the holiday season, for those little girls to know that they have, you know, all these opportunities in front of them now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so great because they get to work towards this now too right. and feel very confident in that. I think the beauty of social media, and I'm, I'm not a huge social media buff, but I think now we have like an outlet to be able to reach these women from Instagram posts to Facebook messages and to tweets, like, and we're able to respond back. So it makes it feel like that there's a connection there. It's not just, you know, something that's at our arm's distance, you know, the beauty of that. Um, and also too, we're like, we're going out into the, the city. We're going into the streets. We're going to our hometowns. We're going, we're actually reaching these women that couldn't necessarily come to us, which I think is our duty. So I think we've definitely made strides in that. But again, there's always more to do, you know, and I'm, I'm so proud of being a part of this journey. Are you a social drinker? Do you enjoy wine down Wednesdays with your girlfriends on Zoom after work? Did you have a little bit too much to drink once and woke up with a hangover? Well, Goody's Hangover is more than the natural supplements you've seen before for treating hangovers. With a history rooted in analgesics and putting an end to tough pain, Goody's Hangover has the right formula to stop pain fast and provide a boost of alertness. Goody's Hangover Powder temporarily relieves minor aches and pains due to hangover, headaches, or muscle aches. It also helps restore mental alertness when experiencing fatigue or drowsiness associated with a hangover. It's also easy to use. You can toss it back or mix it with water or any other non-alcoholic beverage of your choice. Goodies understands that you can't afford to let a hangover slow you down. And for a hangover that is real tough, you need real medicine. Now you can have a fun night on Zoom with your girls without worrying about the next morning. Goodies hangovers. Real medicine for real hangovers. Fast relief with a boost of alertness.
before we wrap up, I have a question about identity and being an individual while also being in community and in this really big, amazing sisterhood with so many other amazing women. What has being a Radio City Rocket shown you or taught you about your identity as an individual and then your ability to come together and be a unit with other people? I think, uh, you know, being a Radio City Rocket, like Tim said, it's just like a part of New York City, which is such an honor. But I think we are encouraged to be our individuals as well. And that is the beauty of our line here. Uh, there are so many different women that come and audition for the Radio City Rockettes. And we get to come together every single day and work hard together and put a line in that we look kind of the same and we do all the choreography the same on the stage but whenever we step off that stage and whenever we're just in the community and being out with even if we're doing an event or anything like that we get to be our own individuals and we get to say this is what I do but I'm in this other line of women that work just as hard as me to get here but they do something else we are a line of mothers of someone's an accountant somebody's in school somebody teaches dance or owns their own company or is an entrepreneur or anything like that on the we say the off season it's never really an off season because we do so much during the year as well and then we come together during the christmas time and we get to you know represent uh the radio city rockets too which is such an honor that's amazing sam how about you I think it's interesting because, you know, a lot of dancers, they want to be soloists. You know, you see all these companies and there's always a lead and there's always an ensemble or a chorus, what you call it. But we're all the principals. We're all, you know, the stars, which I think is what's really cool. You know, I think, again, like Tracy said, we all, you know, dance differently, but we learn how to dance in a way that makes us look as one. You know, and I think that's what's really cool. And it's, and it's definitely like, again, like I said, using your brain in a different way because it's precision dance. So everything, again, from your pinky finger to your shoulder, your angles have to be exactly the same. So it creates, you know, what the picture that the director is looking for, you know. And again, it's like, it's a tricky balance because, of course, you want to stand out, but you don't, you know. But I think that's why I love that everyone has such a different personality. And you see it on stage, you know. Your eye may go to certain people for certain things, but again, as a whole, as one, we all look the same. And like Tracy said, you come to work as an individual, you work as a line, and you go home and everyone's got their different lives, which I think is so cool. And even in the off season, everyone's doing a million different things, performing different places. And so you kind of get your fix of performing with you know, other companies or you know, being an entrepreneur or whatever, but then you come together for the Christmas season and we become that sisterhood, that unbroken line is what we like to call it. Mm, I love that. Okay, before we wrap up, I always try to ask this question, and it's a totally on the spot question. Um, and some people are like, oh my gosh, but don't feel like you have to rush to answer it, okay? What would you tell your younger self? What comfort would you give her? And maybe even a lesson, what lesson would you give her from your current self today? Well, first, always listen to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's for starters. Um, I, I would say, just to be kind to yourself, to be patient with yourself. It's so easy, especially as dancers, it's such a very emotional sport, you know, so it's so easy to get down on yourself when things aren't going your way or when things are challenging, but that's the beauty of it. That's the path. It's not supposed to be easy. You know, if, every, if it were easy, everyone would do it, right? So be patient with yourself, be kind. Uh, director says, like, work hard 
and be nice. It really goes a long way. There's so much to be said about that. But yeah, to be kind to myself and to be patient because it all works out. If it's something that you really, really want, there's literally no mountain you can't climb. You know, there's no star you can't reach, in my opinion. It's just, you just have to do the work, be nice, and don't give up, honestly. So. I mean, that's kind of where I was going to. I was just saying, just never give up on yourself. And, um, you know, you, as dancers, you hear no so many times. Yes, we've been doing this for 15 and 18 years, but be prior to that. And, you know, while we were auditioning for other things too, during, uh, while we were radio, uh, Rockette, you know, you hear no a lot. So I think it's just kind of never give up um, and just keep working towards whatever you want because, you know, the possibilities are endless and, if you really want something um, in this job too. I mean, it's just, if you have to work every single year to stay at it and it's a very difficult and hard job. So you just have to kind of never give up. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.